Welcome back to another episode of our Skiftex podcast series. I'm Jeremy Cressman, research editor for Skiftex. This week, we're taking a closer look at a theme from our 2018 Megatrends project, the rise of travel experience platforms. We'll be exploring this with help from this month's podcast sponsor, Hilton Garden Inn. Recently, we've noticed an interesting shift in the business strategies of companies across the travel industry. More brands are moving beyond their core products like hotel rooms or seats on planes. Instead, they want to expand beyond these long-standing products and services. So they try to embrace a new strategy where they become experience platforms. How are these companies becoming experience platforms, you may ask? One example is Airbnb, which is moving beyond apartments to start selling other services like tours and activities. Another would be SAS Airlines, which not long ago launched the Dreams program, which invites frequent travelers on voyages to explore culinary trends and hotspots like Japan. In order to understand this concept of travel experience platforms, and to see how different executives in the industry are embracing this idea, we'll be joined today by Skip's hospitality editor, Deanna Ting, author of the 2018 megatrend, Travel Brands Want to Be Experienced Platforms. Then later in the episode, we'll be joined by John Greenleaf, global head of Hilton Garden Inn, who'll share the industry perspective on what this idea of travel experience platforms means as it relates to the hospitality sector. Let's get started, shall we? To start today's episode, I'm now joined by Deanna Ting, Skift's hospitality editor and author of the Experience Platforms Trend. Deanna, thanks so much for joining us on the Skift podcast today. Oh no, thanks so much for having me. I want to start by asking if you could summarize this mega trend you wrote in your own words. Why do travel brands want to become experience platforms? Well, I guess I'll, I'll answer your question with a question, which is why not? You know, um, when you think about travel, uh, travel at its core is really all about having an experience of some kind, right? And hopefully good ones. <laughs> um, and so the best brands in the world um, are as much known for their products as much as they're known for the experiences that we have with those brands, right? Um, so when you think about brands that we interact with on a daily basis, um, every day, like, you know, uh, Jeremy, what are some brands that you interact with all the time? Like, Airbnb, Lyft. Um, you got me on the spot here, Deanna. <laughs> or like Google, right? And you Google, for sure. Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Um, Apple. Are you an Apple guy or are you more? I'm definitely an Apple guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so all those brands, you know, they started generally with one thing, right? Like Apple starts or started with the you know, personal computer, but now they do, they do a lot more than just personal computers. You know, they do, they do phones, they do um, smart speakers, they do watches, which, of which one I'm wearing right now. Um, so, you know, they, they really diversified their product offerings, but in, at the same time, they've also sort of diversified the experiences that you can have through their brand, right? Sure. Right. So are you saying this is giving a better overall experience for the customer, in this case, the traveler, than they might have gotten if they just stuck to the one product? So right, exactly. And I think I think the travel industry and travel brands have sort of reached a point now where they're really ready to begin to evolve and to grow to, like to really go beyond the sort of traditional silos for which they were known. So, you know, hotels aren't just hotels, airlines aren't just airlines. Um, cruise lines aren't just cruise lines. They want to really be those true experience platforms, or you'll, you'll hear a term often used by some people in the industry, like, you know, to be a true sort of like end-to-end -end platform. 
Um, and in doing that, though, they also sort of want not just to be the end-to-end platform for your travels, but to have that 24-7, 365 days a year kind of engagement with consumers, um, not just people who happen to be traveling. Because um, that's sort of where you can get really, you know, true brand awareness, true loyalty. Um, and yeah, so people will think of you all the time, hopefully. <laughs> interesting. What an interesting concept. Uh, maybe you could give me some examples of how different brands and different sectors of the travel industry are taking this concept to heart. Are there any good examples you're seeing? Sure. Well, you named one of them. Uh, so Airbnb. Um, and I know them very well because <laughs> I cover them regularly um, as part of my beat here at Skift. But, you know, Airbnb has definitely expressed its interest in being what it, it calls itself as a sort of like an end-to-end platform. So, you know, it started with just air mattresses and Brian Chesky and Joe Gebbia's San Francisco apartment back in 20, 2008. Now the company is a lot more than just air mattresses or home sharing even, you know. Um, they have tours and activities through their experiences platform, um, which is now just in like 60 destinations, but they hope to have that in a thousand by the end of the year, which is kind of crazy. Um, and so they, you know, they don't just do homes or places to sleep. They also do tours and activities. They've expressed an interest in even entering into flights, uh, you know, um, and all, all, all other kinds of like kind of complimentary services. Uh, they've made an investment in this restaurant reservations platform called Resi. Um, so now, you know, when you use, you pull up your Airbnb app, you can actually book a restaurant reservation through there too. So um, they're definitely kind of, I think, looking at the examples of what online travel agencies did before in the past, like booking um, and Expedia and it's continued, to, those brands continue to do this too, but um, they're trying to kind of like tweak that model a bit and try to expand beyond just, you know, accommodations. Sure. Okay. Deanna, why do you think it's, this is a good idea for a business like a hotel? You know, you think of them, their traditional product and their bread and butter is selling a guest room, right? What do you think is the business rationale for them to move in, do something like this local product that you're describing? Right. I think, you know, that's a good question for them to, to answer as well. But I think if, if we think more about the business rationale, I think it, it, has, it has to do more with that desire to be a brand like an Apple or a Google or an Uber, right? You know, um, or even like an, you know, an Airbnb, I guess. Like, you know, it's, it's that rationale is, is really justifying your engagement um, with the consumers, um, and really just, you know, developing that brand awareness. And I think, you know, I think there will always be brands out there in travel that want to just, you know, let's just stick to what we know. We're good at this and we want to just keep doing this. But I think if brands really want to continue to be competitive going forward, they have to be willing to be more comfortable with, you know, getting into businesses or areas that they weren't in before. Um, because I think increasingly, as we see a lot more competition in this space, that's what you have to do to compete. You know, that it's like not necessarily scale in terms of size per se, like, you know, like having 30 brands like Marriott does, but I think it's scale in terms of, you know, really owning the entire travel experience, owning the customer journey a lot more. Um, and not just when they're traveling, but in their everyday lives. Right. Okay. Um, one theme that came up for me when I was thinking about this trend that you wrote was the nature of online distribution in the travel industry. Do you think 
the, this current strategic situation with distribution is playing any role in the shift towards brands wanting to be experienced platforms? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, a lot of brands have sort of looked at what the online travel agencies have been able to accomplish and what they've been able to do. Um, and they're asking themselves, yeah, like, why can't we do it? <laughs> um, and and I think I think that's definitely playing a role in this sort of shift toward being uh, an, more of an experience platform. Um, I think they've seen the success that Expedia and Booking have had with these types of models or, or even TripAdvisor um, or C-Trip if we're, we're talking about um, business in China. Um, and they want they want to have that as well. And I think that that's also, that I think they're seeing some opportunity for that. Um, they're, they're seeing opportunities for more direct engagement with, with customers. Okay got one more question for you. Um, I wanted to ask and circle back to something you mentioned earlier, this idea of customer experience. It seems like it's gotten much more important. Uh, travel companies, obviously they are customer focused businesses, but it seems like there's more of a focus today on thinking about them in a broader sense of like, how do we make every aspect of the customer trip better? Why do you think this idea of customer, customer experience has gotten more important for the travel industry? I'm going to be, I'm going to take a personal cue from my experiences, but, um, but also ask you too, like how many times have you been like stuck at the airport and your flight is delayed and you are just miserable, like, you're just miserable or you're trying to book, um, a hotel and you're having trouble finding it or, you know, you're, you're scrambling to find the right flights um, or the right car rental or, you know, you're, you're, you're waiting for your Uber to find you somehow, um, you know, as, as technologically advanced as we have become in so many ways, um, the truth is that the customer travel experiences that, for, you know, not always, but a, a good chunk of them are still sort of broken in a lot of ways. Um, whether, you know, it's the booking process or the actual like in-destination experience or even you know, afterward, right? Or, you know, when we're thinking about like how we even, you know, think about determining where we want to go or where we want to be inspired to go. Um, and so all of these various areas of the whole experience, they need a lot of work. <laughs> and, so, and I think brands are, are definitely, you know, they realize that and they're trying to find solutions for that. And I think that's why this idea of customer experience is, is so, it, it, it's so resonant with them and why they, they want to pay more attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like consistency is becoming more important. There's all these solutions out there, but they're not really connected to each other. So this is really an opportunity to take things to the next level. Almost. Right. Consistency. And also though, I guess sort of like having that unique sort of twist, that like memorable part of it that really attaches someone to that brand, right? Like, you know, I didn't just have a great hotel stay. I had a great hotel stay at the Hilton. Um, I had a great, you know, um, I had a really great tour with this one tour company and, and they made the difference. And I think that's, that's where brands want to get to. Ah, okay. Well, really interesting. Deanna, this has been a great conversation and uh, thank you for joining us today on the Skip Podcast. Thanks. My pleasure. We can now see that this idea of travel brands as experience platforms is starting to come to life. But how are executives in the travel industry putting it into practice? For more perspective, we're now joined by John Greenleaf, Global Head of Hilton Garden Inn, who will share details about his company's recent brand refresh project and tell us more about how Hilton is embracing this idea of travel experience platforms. John, thank you for joining us today on the Skip Podcast. We're really happy to have you here. 
Jeremy, it's my pleasure. So happy for the invitation to join you. Yeah, happy to have you. So, John, I want to start by asking you about this idea of experience platforms that's part of our megatrends this year. The team here at Skift really sees growing evidence that more hotels are extending the traditional services and amenities that they offer to customers. What do you make of that idea in the context of Hilton Garden Inn's business? It's something that we've considered very carefully as part of the background for the brand refresh that we have underway right now. And the experiences that come with uh, different platforms that are offered really are, are fairly different for the hotels. Some hotels you'll visit, the whole hotel is an individual experience, but with a brand like Hilton Garden Inn with more than 770 hotels around the world in more than 35 countries, we need to offer some consistency, a hotel to hotel, but then also the opportunity for the guests to have the flexibility of creating an experience should they want to, that really meets the needs they have for what they're trying to do in the market or in the hotel where they're staying with us. Great. Interesting. Well, I'd love to talk about that brand refresh in just a second, but uh, uh, just one more introductory question here. What role do you think a hotel should play in today's traveler experience? You know, you look at a company like Airbnb, they're now offering tours and activities. They're moving beyond this traditional idea of what their business may have been initially. Um, should a hotel be focused primarily on offering a great guest room, or do you think they need to do more than that? I think they need to do more than that. It's something we have always done across the different brands that Hilton has. The consistency of our guest room and the consistency of the, the service offering in our hotels is one of the key attributes that underlies Hilton Garden Inn. What we do offer, though, the, from an experience perspective, is guests in our hotels who are very attuned to meeting the unique needs of the individual guests, whether it's with food that may be locally driven or experiences that are unique to a hotel or to a market that we can offer up to guests should they have the time and the opportunity to experience them. Some travelers, as you noted, Jeremy, just want a clean, quiet room, and that's all they need to conduct their business in a market where they're traveling. And others are very interested in creating an experience that's unique to them because it may be a market or an area they've never visited before, and we can do our very best to make sure they have the, the greatest experience they possibly can. Sure. Well, so let's talk about that brand refresh you mentioned, John. I understand you've finished a very significant brand uh, refresh revitalization project. Tell me a little bit about what that involved, and also if you could explain how you think it ties into this idea of experience platforms, providing better experiences to guests. Yeah, I'd be happy to. The Hilton Garden Inn brand is a long-standing brand, nearly 30 years old. And as I mentioned, we have hotels around the world. So when you have a brand that, that has been around as long as we have, one of the constant concerns is how do we keep our offering fresh? How do we keep the hotel looking great? How do we keep the service outstanding? And what do we do from our food and beverage platform to make sure that when people decide to have a meal with us, they're thrilled with what it is we offer and the variety that we offer from hotel to hotel. So we took a, a very comprehensive look at every single aspect of the Hilton Garden and brand. And we really landed on three big areas where we've made some significant changes that, as you can imagine, will take a good bit of time to put in place. The first one we looked at was the product itself. And as you can imagine, when hotels age from time to time, they need to be renovated. Uh, we're very actively in the process of doing that. 
with some new guest room and public space designs for the hotels. The, the theme of the designs is the word bright. And we're really trying to introduce a, a brighter outlook in the hotels for the guests to experience. We also designed six different prototypes. Those are new hotel designs for the different regions of the world. And in each part of the world, what we have are different guest needs. And we also have different expectations from owners who own and manage our hotels. So we need to create slightly different experiences within the hotel in different parts of the world. But one thing we need to do as a branded hotel product is to make sure that there's a core level of attributes or offerings that are available in every single hotel, whether you're in Indonesia or whether you're in Indiana. And we work very hard to ensure that, so that consistency is available. But what we have also done, and this is really where the changes in food and beverage have come into play, is give hotels a great deal of flexibility in maintaining some core offerings in food and beverage, but increasing the flexibility that we make available to our guests. So we're offering much more in the way of regional dishes in our hotels. We've actually, through the food and beverage effort, have created unique offerings, food offerings, for each of the 50 states that the hotels have the opportunity to, to put on their menus. We're now offering craft beers, varietal wines, small plates, shared desserts, much more in keeping with the trends in food and beverage that we're seeing now because Hilton Garden Inn has been a leader in food and beverage in its category for more than a dozen years. And it's something we decided we would simply leverage more and really take best advantage of because it is something that we've enjoyed as a, a benefit and a competitive advantage for quite some time now. And then the third piece that we looked at was just the overall hospitality discipline in our hotels. The culture of the Hilton Garden Inn brand has long been something that we have enjoyed as an advantage. And what we did was really take a fresh look at what that advantage was, how we execute against it, and how we can have our team members really continue to provide memorable service. And that's something we worked on very, very hard. So the three areas then, the product itself, food and beverage, and also the culture that the brand offers through the service that we provide, the hospitality in our hotels, are the three key areas that we focused on. And the wonderful thing is that all three areas have been embraced by our audiences, our owners, our team members in our hotels, and most importantly, by our guests who are coming to stay with us in our different hotels around the world. Wow. Sounds like there was a, a significant amount of effort and research that went into all this. There's certainly a lot of different directions we could go here in terms of uh, follow-up questions. I think maybe the best place to move next is to talk a little bit about the sort of regional aspect of this. You mentioned having different sort of customizations for different regions of the world and some of the, the different 50 states having different food options. How did you come up with some of that? Well, the key thing that we found that people wanted, and again, you're, you're exactly right, Jeremy, the research was critically important, is they want a baseline of consistency so they're assured of an experience that won't surprise them in a negative way. And that's what the Hilton um, overall family brand is all about. And that's what Hilton Garden Inn is about and what we offer that's unique. But what they also want is a little bit of a taste or a flavor of the location that they're experiencing when they're traveling. And again, that depth 
of experience is different based on the purpose of travel, but we just need to make sure that we have something available for guests who wish to partake. So the way you can do that is through design. And while we're focused on the bright and airy design in our hotels, there are different ways to do that in different parts of the world. And then with food and beverage, uh, again, the menus need to reflect some of the local cuisine, but we still have some, uh, some standbys on all the menus in all of our hotels around the world. And you can still get the trademarked, if you will, cook-to-order breakfast at every one of our hotels through the open kitchen. But something else that we've moved to, which really reflects uh, the, the question that you've asked, Jeremy, very, very appropriately, is retail space in our hotels that we have branded as the shop. And this is an expanded retail space, much bigger than what we've had in our hotels in the past. It includes many of the standard snack and food items and drinks. But we've also asked the hotels to put in up to a third of merchandise, food, and drink products that are unique to the market where the hotel operates. So through the team members' knowledge of the local markets, some of the decor being attuned to the local markets where the hotel exists, as well as the food and beverage being tailored to what's available locally to give guests who have a desire to to experience the local cuisine are a few ways that we've really worked hard to take a global brand, a very strong global brand, and customize it to each of the local locations that we enjoy. So, John, you mentioned in your last response and what we've been talking about here a little, this idea of purpose of travel. And I'm curious how that ties into this idea of creating better experiences for guests. When you did the research for this brand refresh, were there any specific customer segments or traveler insights that you felt like really helped inform some of the decisions you made in terms of the spaces or the hospitality culture or the food that you've mentioned? Yeah, I mean, there sure were. And as I'm sure you're aware, midweek, we do a lot of business with people who are traveling for business. And we have a very, very high percentage of Hilton Honors members uh, who enjoy the benefits of our Hilton Honors program. And on weekends, the audience shifts a bit and we do a much higher percentage of leisure business. So we have families in place. We have Many travelers who don't travel as frequently as many of our midweek travelers. So what we need to do is really play a balancing game in making sure those travelers who may be a bit more seasoned and know exactly what they want midweek get what they want and get it in a very time-efficient way. And on weekends, oftentimes, we have guests who have a bit more time, are a bit more flexible, and may be a little less experienced than some of the midweek travelers. Uh, And that's when we have an opportunity to let them explore a little bit more deeply the food and beverage offerings that we have and and truly enjoy because they may well have the time to do it. Some of the experiences that our hotel teams can recommend and some of the variety that we offer in the food and beverage department, uh, as well as in the retail space that we offer. One thing that we've also updated, though, that's relevant to both audiences and those I would characterize two biggest is the Hilton Garden Inn Promise. And this is something that we've evolved from what was a a guarantee that offered money back to a promise that offers a better and brighter experience in our hotels. And if you don't find that, you can ask any team member in the hotel 
who will resolve it for you. That team member, the first you contact, will resolve it for you, guaranteed. So it's something that we've offered up to give guests the assurance that no matter what the purpose of their trip or their individual desires, however unique they may be, that we're prepared to serve them and offer them whatever it is they desire or need to make their stay an enjoyable one. Hmm. It's really interesting how you're tailoring to each of these different audience segments as their you know needs differ. Um, John, I'd like to delve into the topic of technology a little bit, certainly something a lot of hoteliers are thinking about these days. Where do you see technology fitting in as far as creating this new idea of the guest experience, you know, in light of what you guys are doing with the brand refresh? How does Hilton Garden Inn see technology as it relates to, you know, the human interactions with guests and then also creating these experiences that you want to have, have for guests? The technology is a, a very important aspect of what Hilton offers, and you probably been made aware of the, as an example, the digital key that we have in something approaching 3,000 hotels now around the world. Uh, and we're in an accelerated rollout for Hilton Garden Inn to make sure that the digital key will be available in every one of our hotels before too long. But as you make note of, Jeremy, when you put in technology that doesn't require someone to go to the front desk, how do you then provide an experience or offer hospitality such that they feel welcome uh, and feel that whatever their needs are within the hotel have been met and the experience is tailored for them? Uh, and what we need to do when you employ technology to do one or more things more efficiently potentially in a hotel is you need to really focus on the overall experience the guest has from the time they make a reservation with you until the time they leave and you ask them to evaluate their experience and see where else we can really ramp up the opportunity to interact with the guest and offer them something that they may need or want while they're staying with us. So really it's an, it's an opportunity for us to implement technology in places that make both the guest's experience better and our ability to provide some more transactional services more efficient and I view it as giving us more opportunity to interact with the guests in areas that may well be more welcome for the guests, like food and beverage or at the bar in each and every one of our hotels, uh, or through the opportunity to make them aware of what the local experiences may be that they can enjoy while they're staying with us. Sure. Are there any aspects of technology that you see helping to deliver these local experiences? Are you guys looking at any tools to help deliver on that? Or is it mostly through the, the staff and the, the on-site teams at the properties? Well, it's, it's actually a little bit of both. If, if you go to uh, any of our hotel websites, um, they will have links and, and opportunities and information for people to understand what's around the hotel if they're coming in for leisure purposes. Uh, the hotel staff, though, as you, as you point out, is really well-versed in providing the information and individual guest needs so that they can take advantage of whatever may be in the local market. So I think it's really uh, not unlike the, the implementation of technology, just a balance in trying to determine as quickly as we can what the guest needs might be so that we're best prepared to be able to meet them as quickly and completely as we possibly can. Sure. Uh, John, I'm sure you've heard this term living like a local. It gets tossed around a lot. It's certainly become a big part of the sort of hospitality mindset in light of what Airbnb is doing. 
Do you think hotels like Hilton Garden Inn need to add more local experiences into their brand offering? I mean, it sounds like you guys are really focused on local in a way that maybe you weren't before or sort of rethinking what local means now, given the brand refresh. You're exactly right. We're thinking about it in a very different way. I, I think, and I wasn't on the brand at the time, but when a brand like Hilton Garden Inn was first started, the idea uh, of a single prototype in the United States and the same menu in the same restaurant everywhere that we had a hotel was a model that worked very, very well. And that's what guests expected. And it's really evolved into a much more complex business model now because that baseline of a consistent expectation is still there. The guests that we have in our hotels want to be recognized. They want people to know who they are, what kind of room they wanted, or what kind of room they've already booked or chosen based on digital check-in. And if they're an honors member, what their benefits are that, uh, that they're entitled to based on their level. Uh, but they also want to get the sense, as you pointed out, that they're in Austin, Texas, and what is it in the hotel that makes the hotel look like a Texas hotel? And can they get Lone Star beer? And are there food and beverage experiences they can have in a comfortable social space that in our new designs will be completely open with different levels of, and varieties of seating? So any time of the day or night, you can enjoy food or beverages from our retail space and you can either work or socialize or relax. And that's really what we're trying to create uh, is that flexible opportunity for the guests and the opportunity to enjoy a bit of local flavor within the, the environment that is predictable in that it's consistent, but unique enough to be recognized as the local market that they're currently enjoying. Sure. You know, I think one place to finish our conversation up here today is talking about the flip side of what you just discussed. So having this very interesting local opportunity for guests, but also making sure there's that consistency to the experience. How do you balance between those two things, right? Because a lot of times it seems like they would be at odds with one another, no? Yeah, the, the, ba the balance is, I think, Jerry, more of an art form than anything else. Uh, and I'll give you an example. If we have a, a hotel, which we've done, uh, where we've introduced our new retail space, the shop, and we've done it in England and we've done it in Poland and we're introducing it in Asia Pacific, Latin America, and the U.S. The way those are designed, the way they look, what they offer in each is very, very different one to the next. But you can rest assured you can get a Snickers bar and a Coca-Cola in every single one of those. So there's a certain level of consistency that's there. Um, but we leave it up to the hotels to really tailor what that experience and what that offering is based on a recommendation that we will make with local experts to start, but then based on what guests are telling them. How successful is the restaurant? How successful is the retail space? Um, what kind of meals are they selling? What kind of beverages are, are working well? So we can offer up a starting point for hotels that are opening or who are implementing the, the new food and beverage menu and the retail space. But then we need to take a step back and with some structural guidance for them as to how they can best execute, give them an opportunity to decide for themselves how best to tailor the experience for the guest. Because while we can offer some consistency hotel to hotel, I'm not in the hotels every day. They are. 
and they're best served by being given the freedom or the independence to take the resources we offer and customize them based on what it is their guests really need to have a wonderful experience in one of our Hilton Garden Inns. Great. Well, I think I can leave our questions for today there. John, I just want to thank you again for joining us today on the Skiff Podcast. Uh, It's been a really interesting chat with you, and I look forward to doing it again sometime in the future. Jeremy, thanks very much. I appreciate the time I was able to spend with you, and, and thanks for your interest in Hilton Garden Inn. Of course. That just about wraps up today's discussion on travel experience platforms. Will more brands reach their goal of becoming experienced platforms in the year ahead? Based on the example of companies as diverse as Airbnb, Expedia, Carnival Cruise Lines, and Hilton Garden Inn, the answer seems to be yes. But each brand is activating on the idea of experienced platforms in slightly different ways. As we learned during our chat with John from Hilton Garden Inn, that means a renewed focus on aspects of hospitality that extend well beyond the hotel guest room itself extending into areas like a growing emphasis on locally sourced food and drink, more flexible on-property spaces, and even an emphasis on more guest-centric customer service. So while it's hard to know for certain if we'll see more brands embracing this trend in the years to come, it seems clear for now that the concept has indeed struck a chord. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Skipped Podcast. Till next time, I'm Jeremy Cressman.